You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Oz Network as we bring you another Australian Survivor 2017 exit interview. And what an epic tribal council we saw last night! Everything was going down, and uh, right up until the final moments, it certainly was. A very on-your-seat, edge-of-your-seat, I should say, Tribal Council. Adam Parkin, the 40-year-old poker player from Queensland, voted out the second player to leave Australian Survivor 2017. And we are going to speak to him right now to find out just what happened in that Tribal Council, how on earth AK stayed in the game, and the burning question when it comes to owning a certain type of wallet. Pleasure to welcome our next guest here to the Oz Network, the most recent eliminated contestant from Australian Survivor 2017, Mr. Adam Park. And Adam, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having us. It's great to be here. Now, I think a lot of people have woken up this morning trying to work out what the hell happened in that tribal council. You've been back from <laughs> Samal for a little bit now, Adam. Have you actually worked out what happened in that tribal council yet? Oh man, I was hoping that I'd get to work it out last night on on the show, but yeah, look, it was it was <laughs> it was a strange one, and I think even Jonathan was a bit surprised at what was going on and why AK wasn't walking out that door and why it was me. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's it certainly was uh, one of the most interesting ones in in Survivor history, and uh, you you obviously were very confident going into that that AK was uh, was going uh, home. I mean, at what point when those votes are being read out, were you kind of thinking? Okay, something's a bit fishy here. Was it before the uh, the votes were even read out when that idol was played, or were you still thinking after that idol was played? I, I don't know what's going to happen here. Nah, look to be honest, um, Ben. Heading <clears throat> before we even left our camp, heading to that trouble council, I knew that it was more than likely it was my, myself going home. Unfortunately, it, when I didn't, I couldn't secure that idol over on the island. That was pretty much the um the guarantee that it was probably going to be me as soon as it fell in his hands one of the um one of the things that a lot of the tribe mates had spoken to me about and we'd all spoken about uh, was our desire to vote out ak we all wanted the same goal basically nearly all of us and (laughs) one of the things that we spoke about was we just need to find that idol secure it so he doesn't have it and then we can basically remove him but Unfortunately, it didn't pan out that way. So as soon as he got it, it was pretty much known that oh, more than likely it'll be me going home unless for some reason they valued my you know, strength in challenges more than, say, in Elise. And, and what what is it like living with AK compared to what we saw? Because, I mean, he, he certainly is a interesting character from what we see. I mean, he's been accused of playing very hard very early. He's he's making chicken idols. He's, uh, you know, then playing idols for, for other people. I mean, uh, I can imagine uh, compared to what we saw, there, there certainly was an interesting time being with him at camp. Oh, mate, like everyone was... All of us on there were kind of just joking and sitting back with popcorn, just watching what will he do next. Like <laughs> it was, it was crazy. He was, it's uh, like I feel for him because I know he's copying it a little bit on social media at the moment, and that's you know a little bit unfair. Like the guy has watched the show, like a lot of us have, for you know twenty odd years. But unfortunately, what he has probably done is taken down lots of notes or mental notes, and then decided he wants to do every single play that's happened in twenty years in the space of one week. And just do everything. Chicken idols, fake idols, throw shade, do it all. Let's just do everything. Let's make up fake stories. Let's, you know, the whole kitten caboodle. And he was just going haywire. Whilst it was, you know, um, entertaining at some stages, it was also something that you just didn't need that 
chaos in camp. It's already hard enough on the island when you're not eating, you're not sleeping. The last thing you need is someone being so hectic and and haywire. So that's why we'd all kind of, or nearly all of us had discussed that he was definitely the one we all wanted to go, but we just couldn't let him find the idol. He'd already dug up holes across our current island and tribe everywhere trying to find any planted there. So we just knew we needed to secure it. And that's why I explained to some people in my tribe that, hey, here's the clue. Let's go and get it. And then I went across to try and find it to ensure that we kept it out of his hands. And, and how long were you looking for it before you, you did go to your other tribe mates? Because, I mean, it gave me a bit of um, sort of flashbacks to Craig last season. He seemed to look everywhere but couldn't actually find it because Phoebe had already had it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of seemed a similar situation perhaps to that. Yeah, look, I don't know how long I was over there for, but it would have been a while because, I mean, there was really only one tree that made sense, and that was the tree I went to straight away, a huge tall palm tree. It was the only one that really made sense. So I went straight there and, and really you know, went for it. I was hyper aware that he would probably come over, um, but not that it really bothered me being seen because everyone knew I was going over there anyway. Everyone knew that we needed to secure that idol. So it wasn't overly you know, um, worried about being seen over there, and I knew that he would come, so it had to be found fairly quickly. Otherwise, there was a chance that he'd be coming over. Um, but what didn't get shown, I guess, is that uh, the day or two before that, we had the tail end of a cyclone that was hitting New Mia, and it basically swept through camp, and the rain that we had was torrential for 24 hours. Like, it was massive. Um, and so when I went to dig up that idol, it was, there was mud just everywhere, thick mud so unfortunately, when I've dug that up, I've obviously flicked it in the mud behind me and never looked really behind because the clue was I was at the base of the tree. So I kept sticking my hand in with the crabs and everything else in that tree and unfortunately came up with donuts. Wow. So the cyclone cost you from finding the idols and cyclone AK cost you a spot in the game, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I've got no one else to blame but myself. You know, it's, it's a game after all. But, you know, if I find that idol, this plays out very differently. And the plan that we're putting together with a few of people in my alliance we could then um, play it out, which would have been really good to see. And it's obviously, as a fan, huge fan of the show yourself, um, sort mm. of coming into this. Uh, it, it kind of continues a, a little bit of a curse, I feel, with with the poker players coming into games. I mean, we actually, yeah. our listener question we got uh, from Jess Artola sort of mentions that. Do you do you think that there's a bit of a curse when it comes to poker players in Survivor? Because it always seems that poker players are always perceived as somebody that is going to do so well, given kind of what your profession is. And given that you're a fan of the show, you think that would correlate well and just the circumstances always seem to work against poker players yeah i was i was definitely very aware of that so it's a great question i was very aware of that heading in there was um there is one international uh poker player that won survivor um but definitely in the american seasons it's they've definitely not um progressed very deep into the game but and i was very aware of that i, I thought maybe I, I could do things a little bit differently because i do have a family i do have kids so i'm used to kind of um, you know, negotiating and, and, and being adapting to situations. I've also owned some businesses, so I've had to build teams of people around me and try and manage and lead those teams as well. So I kind of felt that I had a lot more of a wider range to me than just being a poker player as such. And typically poker players, from what I've seen on the show, sometimes they lack a little bit in the ability to build strong relationships with people and connections. And I knew that wasn't going to be, say, an issue for me. I built some really great connections. We had basically an alliance of six people, uh, five to six people, um, almost in three days done, secured away. And there were some really beautiful, genuine people as well, like Tarzan and Ziggy and 
Tara and Kate, like we had a really tight, um, and Tess as well, a doctor, we had a really tight connection there and we were solid. But, um, you know, unfortunately in Survivor, it's, it is also about luck and no one could predict the cyclone coming through that's, you know, cyclone AK and he was, he was um, not only blowing up his own game, but I got caught up in that in that cyclone as well, unfortunately. <laughs> well, very similar, of course, to Garrett in uh, in Kagayan, second voted out. But like, unlike Garrett, you didn't exactly force everybody to stay on the beach and not talk to everyone. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you have that over him, I think, I guess, there, Adam. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Now, it's, it's also, I mean, one thing we mentioned to Joan yesterday is the fact, too, that, you know, you've got big tribes to start this game off. Obviously, 12 people per tribe is a big number, and that means you've got to get more people on your side to obviously secure that majority. So, I mean, do you feel if the tribes were, you know, slightly smaller that that would have maybe not been a, a bigger issue that you kind of face with, you know, the numbers and trying to go into that tribal council? Yeah, yes and no. Um, there's pros and cons both ways, I, I feel. Um, having 12 is, is also good because, well, for some people, because they can hide more and they really don't need to stick their necks out. They can just float behind the scenes and just get through those first few votes, which is definitely a strategy. It's not one that I would ever do because it's just not in me to you know, just not play a game. Like If, you, if I'm in a game, I'm there to play. So, um, And I also think it's really important that you get numbers on your side. So that was why it was important as well to start building an alliance of a minimum six, ideally seven, at the start in order to try and take control of, you know, who was going and make sure it's not people from your alliance. It was, you know, it was a really important part. And we got five, probably six, tight in our alliance. Um, and that was enough because... Uh, we really didn't need anyone in our alliance, to be honest. We were all talking about AK, and he had to be the one that goes. But um, bar one or two people were happy to keep him around. But pretty much it was an obvious first boot. It was just from our tribe. It was just unfortunate that he got his hands on that idol, and we had to find alternate plans. And as you know, it ended up being a pretty close vote out, five votes to four to two to one. Yeah, and you want to go out in a close vote, don't you? You don't want to kind of get completely uh, whitewashed there. So, I mean, at least that's uh, uh, some small positive can you take from that, at least uh, getting voted out there, Adam? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And if um, if one of my alliance members just voted the right way and didn't make the mistake of voting for AK and had voted for Annalise instead, we potentially have a different result as well. Now, the burning question I have to conclude this with, uh, Adam, it's been on my mind all night, all into the morning. Um, do you actually own a Velcro wallet? <laughs> Another AK classic. Um, that was a great little line. I, I loved it. I had a great laugh at that. That was awesome. <laughs> um, and that just goes to show this is a super fan that knows that those tribal um, councils and that piece to camera, it's, you know, coming up with those classic little one-liners is something he's obviously seen. And I'm sure he had that, that line in his little back pocket for you know, for a while heading in there. Um, yeah, it was classic. I loved it. Yeah, I, I was a bit offended. I had a Velcro wallet until about November last year. So, um, okay, if you're <laughs> listening, I don't know how I took that. Uh, Adam, it's a pleasure to have you on the show, mate. Uh, obviously, commiserations for going home so early. But uh, best of luck for uh, the poker career. And uh, hopefully we'll see you back on Survivor, maybe on a celebrity uh, version from Celebrity Poker or perhaps just on an all-star <laughs> version uh, one time in the future. Thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks there to Adam for uh, his time. And, of course, also big thanks, obviously, go out to Channel 10 for allowing that interview to happen. We'll have another exit interview 
for you, of course, uh, tomorrow morning. Re, uh, speaking to the most recently voted out contestant from tonight, 7.30, once again on Channel 10 as Australian Survivor continues. Very entertaining season so far. We've had two very good tribal councils and definitely uh, some great ways to start off this season. And if you want to hear us talk about Australian Survivor in our weekly recap, uh, of course, we uh, mentioned yesterday on the show that we will be recording our week one recap with two former Survivor Oz Oslets in Julian Gronenberg and Linda Olsen. That has been recorded straight after the episode airs tonight, so we will aim to have that up for you later this evening. So if you have any questions for Julian, myself, or Linda in relation to these first three episodes this week, please do send them in to us. And, of course, keep an eye out on our Facebook page for finding out who else is going to be on the show throughout the season for recaps, as well as always to get your listener questions in for our daily exit interviews. If you want to subscribe to our channel, the best way to do so is, of course, on iTunes. Whilst you're there, remember to leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. If you're not an Apple user, Android is available for you to use when it comes to Stitcher. And, of course, if you're a streamer, then you can use Spotify to stream these directly to your device. Liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter Twitter is also the best way to stay up to date with everything to do with the Oz Network. And if you're not a Survivor fan and you want to see what other shows we're covering, you can also head to theoznetwork.net to find out what other TV shows and movies we have in our repertoire as we continue on bringing you content pretty much every day because that's what we like to do here on the Oz Network. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in to our second exit interview of the season. We will be back very shortly as we continue our coverage of Australian Survivor 2017. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.